ora and welcome. You're listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast and I'm Boris Lamont. Thanks for joining us for this episode where we're speaking with Narita Warden from Blackridge Vineyard in Alexandra, Central Otago, New Zealand. As we'll discover, Blackridge are one of the older and most southern wineries in the region. So right now, let's go have a chat with Narita. Cool, so welcome Narita, nice to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, very good. And I understand you were at uh, an event yesterday? Yes, yep. We were at the uh, Boutique Wine Festival, Mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic uh, for for growers like us. Yeah, tiny little um, sort of artisan growers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, here in Auckland? Yeah, it was Mm. um, held in the Imperial Building um, Mm -hmm. and great venue. um, Yeah, really cool little festival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Good good. to check out some other wineries. you know, there's lots of us on that tiny scale that you don't even hear of, and so it's a really good uh, yep. yeah, chance yep. to see what everyone's up to. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, yeah, very good. And uh, so where does your story begin in uh, wine? And Yeah, so my story begins in wine um, back at university. So I, I was studying um, at Otago doing microbiology and zoology. Um, okay. Finished both those degrees and was actually all signed up to do a master's in zoology. Um, in the very, very last minute, had a complete change of mind and went off to Lincoln and studied winemaking. Right. Um, so, yeah, total change. I was very young. Had, the only thing I really knew about wine was red, white, sweet and dry and rosé, and that's about it. Yeah. And um, so, so what, what sort of brought that up for you then? What, what, what sort of made you think, oh, okay, wine's... Um, we studied it in microbiology. Gotcha. We sort of looked at the, you know, um, using yeasts and yes. fermentation process. And I yeah. thought, well, hey, I can make a product that everyone loves, yeah. um, be able to travel um, and use my degree but not be stuck in a lab. Right, okay. Yeah. And, and had you heard much about the New Zealand wine industry at that stage? Did you know um, bits and pieces? Maybe? A little bit, yeah. not not too much. Obviously yeah. knew about Marlborough. Um mm-hmm. And growing up, uh, my family's from Clyde, um, so growing up in round central Otago, yep. um, I'd seen vineyards developing and, and growing through that area. So, right. yeah, it yeah. was something that was I was definitely starting to be interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very good. And so you finished the that um, that degree at, at Lincoln? Yeah, so yep. I went to Lincoln and did the postgrad mm-hmm. one-year diploma. Yep. Um, and then went off and... Um, I've been in wine ever since. Right, um, okay. Yeah, all sorts of uh, different avenues of the wine industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your first step after leaving Lincoln? Did you uh, stay in New Zealand? Or? Yeah, I yep. did, just for a year. Headed up to Marlborough, um, mm-hmm. worked for Wineworks yep. up there, yep. um, and then went off to Australia, um, over to Margaret River, which was amazing. Okay, yeah. 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 And so just, just for listeners, Margaret River's... Um, Whereabouts there were you? Yeah, so Margaret River's over in Western Australia. It's yes. about two and a half hours south of Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing spot. It's quite different. Like Perth is very hot. Um, and you come down the coast, and then there's this um, ocean current that comes up and cools down the Margaret River region. Right. And all of those breezes that come in off the ocean make it a lot cooler. So in some ways, the climate-wise in the wine is quite like Waiheke Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I spent a vintage there and then travelled around Australia and then headed off to Europe. Right, okay. And so who were you with at um, at Margaret River? What? I was at um, Voyager Estate. Voyager Estate, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then and on off to Europe, where did you where did you start? Yeah, yeah so I had a bit there? of a change of um, tack then. So yep. instead of 
being in the wine making side of um, the industry, I ended up in wine business. So I was at um, working for Cambridge University uh, right. for one of the colleges um, as their wine buyer. Oh, nice. so a totally different world. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really unusual. Well, um, they have um, they have quite a good budget for wine. I oh hear. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was with um, St John's College, um, so one of the more uh, expensive colleges, I guess you'd say, mm. and they had about six million pounds worth of wine wow. tucked away in the wow. cellars. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. So it was um, a very different world. So if you so if you're going there, you get to drink uh, some nice wine with most of your meals. I expect. Unfortunately, not me. Not but, you. But <laughs> yeah, all of the lecturers. Um, lecturers. Lecturers. Yeah. They have these massive big feasts um, about ten times a year, mm-hmm. um, and they have people like the Queen and um, Prince oh, Philip gosh, and other right. dignitaries come along to these feasts. And it was part of my job was to make sure that all of the wine that was served on these feasts was all in the correct order. Um, so tasting every bottle, decanting it. Um, helping the chef match up some wines with with the different courses. Wow, that's yeah. a, that's quite that's quite an exciting role. That was a good one to um, walk into. How did did you know someone there or no? No, just, it was just showed up. <laughs> pretty much, um, what happened was the catering manager at uh, St John's had a bit of a love affair with New Zealand wine, and I handed my CV in. And uh, next thing, he calls me up and says, "Oh, oh, you you were in Marlborough." Um, you were with Lawson's Dry Hills. I'd, I'd done a vintage there as well. And uh, I said, yes. And he said, oh, I, I visited that vineyard. I'm going to get you in for an interview. Oh, and great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Pretty oh, that's right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that would have been really interesting. You would have got to see some great wines, I expect. Definitely. Mm. Um, and lots of older wines. They had wines for drinking now, wines that they were cellaring, and then they had this special cellar which required two of us to go down with separate keys, turn our keys at the same time to actually get into it, wow. which was uh, known as the high security cellar. <laughs> and uh, that was where the, you know, like Chateau Ikem and Margot, and they had some ports and some Madeira um, from the 1800s, no, things like no that way. were kept in there. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> That's great Sort of thing you see on movies isn't it Turning your keys in unison for uh, security I often felt like I was on a movie set Because it was you know, Those really old buildings um, Lots of traditions mm. um, yeah, To me it kind of felt a little bit like Harry Potter That's, yeah, yeah. yeah Wow no that's um, That's quite a uh, Quite a great experience And certainly um, unique to be able to You know see that uh, for you, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, very different world from you yeah. know coming from a New Zealand or an Australian. Yeah, we just don't have that that history, do we? Or no. Depth to, um, and so, can you remember particularly anything that that you um, that you had to sort of taste while you were there when you were getting these these uh, these banquets ready? Yeah, um, you- they would quite often hold back wine for twenty or thirty years before mm. they served it. So. Some of the wines that we were opening were like, you know, um, top Bordeaux Chateau from, and the wine from late 70s, mm. early 80s. Mm. So it was a bit of a, um, yeah, definite experience and um, very different, obviously, tasting because yeah. over here we drink our wines quite young mm. a lot of the time. Mm. So getting your palate um, attuned to these wines that are, Obviously, aged a lot. Flavors have changed. Yeah, yeah. With it, can you remember any one or in any sort of anything in particular that still sticks in your mind as really sort of blew you away when you when you tried it? Um, yep, we we had the rep come over from Chateau Ikem, and so we did a um, 
a vertical of oh, wow. Shadow Week Hemp, mm. which was pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not too bad, is it? Not too bad at all. Wow, yeah. wow, yep. that's very good. And so how long did you spend there? So I was um, two years with Cambridge University, mm. um, and then I um, headed down to London. Um, I'd done a couple of courses while I was over there. I'd done my Level 2 and Level 3 with the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, and I loved the courses. Um and thought they were awesome and decided that I really wanted to work for the WSET in London. So um, kept on looking on their job vacancies and yeah. when one came up that I thought um, sounded pretty interesting, I applied for it and got it and moved down to London. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I was working for the um, Wine and Spirit Education Trust there for three years. Yep. Um, doing, yeah, lots of different things. So editing yeah. textbooks and creating new courses, teaching, um, and running a program for educators and press to visit different wine regions around the world. So. Okay, yeah, oh, so quite different then. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a great job actually. Yeah. Um, loved yeah. it. Um, yeah. yeah, highly rate the WSET courses for anyone in the wine industry. Yeah, well, they're quite popular, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep, yep. And um, I, I, I can't say that. Um, know that much about it. So have they, has it been around for some time, or is it? A, yeah, yeah. So. Um, the Wine and Spirit Education Trust was started in the 60s mm-hmm. in London to educate people in the British wine trade. And then since then, it's obviously just spread throughout the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you see it popping up more and more here, I think, even with just, um, you know, what, what you call amateur enthusiasts, I think, taking, yep. going through some of the Yeah, levels. absolutely. It's yeah. really good for anyone, even people that are just getting into wine. Yeah. It's a really good way to actually get your base knowledge Right. Up there, so you can yep. have a feel confident tasting wine and talking about wine. Mm, yeah. Mm, so, um, my business partner, Tom French, and I actually we run um, WSET courses here in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. levels one to three. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And is that all over? Um, we, we're based on Waiheke and also down in central Otago. Right. Um, and I teach a little bit in Christchurch as well. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And so you've seen them become more popular? Have you, have they become? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, even So I came back to New Zealand, started 2010 from London. Um, and then it was kind of, um, there was just a couple of people running courses. And it seemed that the market was pretty full at that point. Um, and then it jumped forward a few years, five years later. And there's so many more people with a passion for wine that are seeking out courses. Mm. Um, mm. And that's when we started up our our business in 2015 right because we saw the need for more yeah yeah more teachers yeah 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 very good yeah well yeah i think it's a general um theme of people being uh, interested in what they eat and what they drink and knowing more about it and understanding where it comes from and why it is like it is and it's at a depth of appreciation isn't it of food and food and wine is growing as well yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, and I think it's that kind of, um, like you say, that um, finding out the authenticity of a product. Mm. Right? Um, yeah, why it tastes the way it does. Has the soil type had an effect on the flavours? Why does that grape do really well in that particular climate? Um, it's quite, it's a fascinating subject. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, good. And so 210, you were you were back here in yeah. NZ? Yeah, yep. came back to New Zealand, um, did a vintage out in um, Kumu um, at Matua Valley, and then um, uh, headed over to Waiheke. So I was over on Waiheke for five years. Okay. Yeah, yep. Mudbrick and then um, Timotu. Right. right. Yes. Yeah, loved my time there. Yeah, 
yeah, nice. Well, you know, Mudbrick's, um, you know, quite iconic now, isn't it? As a as a destination, certainly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's a beautiful spot that vista back towards the city. It's um, quite remarkable. Yeah, and they've mm. made it almost like a real little village there because. You know, they've got the main restaurant, Salador. Um, now they've got the archive bar, so a bit more casual. And mm-hmm. obviously all the weddings, and they've got accommodation. It's all its own little... Yeah, yeah, little venue. Little venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yep. it's, it's lovely. And it's, I think it certainly attracts quite a bit of, um, you know, quite a few overseas visitors go there. It's a lovely day trip, obviously, out to, out yeah, to Waiheke. Out to Waiheke. Yeah. yeah, we're um, very lucky in Auckland having that. Yeah. Yeah, right on your doorstep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yes, and... So how long you spent, oh, so what, was it five years, did you say, at Mudbrook? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, t- oh, two years at Mudbrook, two years at Mudbrook. Um, and then uh, three years at Te yeah. Motu. Okay, and so at Mudbrook, what, um, what, was, what was your role there? What uh, so there? I was um, Salador and Marketing Manager. Okay, yep, yep, yep. okay. And um, just tell us a little bit about Mudbrook, so the varietals that you were, they were sort of working yeah, with Yeah, so a lot of um, Bordeaux varietals, so Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, um, Cabernet Franc, mm-hmm. um, Syrah. Uh, Waiheke's become quite famous for its Syrah. Mm. And then um, for the white wines, um, Viognier, Chardonnay, and they've planted Pinot Gris since I was there. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, good. And then um, after that you went off to um, Te Motu? So Te Motu, yeah, yeah. Um, which I loved. Yeah. Uh, really um, real passion for that place yeah 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 so Mubrick you would say is on the sort of western side isn't it of the, of the island and, yeah and what about Tomoto where's that from Tomoto faces more out towards into the gulf right okay um, okay yeah it's in a valley so it's quite sheltered and, and quite warm yeah um, so, so would that be more of a northerly sort of nor-easterly aspect nor- then yeah I guess mm. nor- nor-east is probably mm. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. And and so um, you enjoyed your time there? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so doing similar things or similar. Yep. I was um Salador and uh, in the Salador and then um, did a bit of winemaking there. Um, and also looked after all of like the bottling, labelling, logistics, um, bit of trade sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of general dog spotty, I guess. Yeah. Bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that was when when I was at Tomato, That was when Tom and I also um, launched um, uh, the New Zealand Academy of Wine and Spirits, which is our company that teaches right. WSET courses. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, got you. So you're you're living on Waiheke, or um, I was for yeah for five years, yep. um, and then almost two years ago, I decided it was probably time to move a little closer to home. Right. Yeah, I've got a wee boy who's three, um, yep. so just out, you know. Head home so you can be closer to grandparents and things like yeah, that. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so at Tamotu, um, what did you particularly like about that? What? Um, yeah, I lo- I loved the fact that um, so it's the Dunleavy family mm. started up Tamotu um, back in mid eighties, eighty six, eighty seven, um, and John Dunleavy, who was the winemaker there, had been the winemaker right from the very start. So he just knew that land and his grapes just so well right um he's such a nice calm unassuming man um but the fact that we could sit in the cellar door after you know after it was closed john and i would quite often just sit there and chat wine and he would always come in and sort of ask oh i've got this problem what do you think and we'd just sit and chat Mm, um and just a great team Mm -hmm. it was one of those places where we had a small team and we just got on yeah 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 
Yeah, nice. And so is there a um, Dunleavy label as well? Is That's that, right, yes. Yeah. So the top label is Temotu, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, a Bordeaux blend, usually Cabernet Sauvignon dominant, and they don't make it every year. So it's um, if the vintage has been a little too cool or too wet, they don't make the Temotu. All of the fruit then goes into Dunleavy. The Dunleavy, yeah. 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 Right. And so they do a Syrah and a Cab Sav Merlot blend under Dunleavy as well. Right, right, yeah. okay. So is that all reds then for Tamiltu? Um, no. Yeah. They, on site they actually grow just just red. Yeah. Um, but they also make a, a white wine called Flora. They have a contract um, vineyard oh. which grows Flora. So it's quite a like, you know, it kind of describes it in the name. It's quite a floral, yeah. um, perfumed kind of wine. Right. Yeah. In the varietal? That's the, that's, oh, that is? That's the varietal. Oh, it's flora. okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I've come across that. Is on Waiheke, the contract? Um, yes, it grower? is, yeah. 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 Wow. There's a few people on Waiheke that do flora. Um, batch Winery does one as well. Right, okay. Oh, nice. Hmm. Oh, that's really pretty cool. unusual. Yeah. Yeah, not many people have heard of it. No. Yeah. No. Okay, and then so after that, um, you moved back home, you said. So where's, where's home for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I, um, I grew up in Dunedin. Hmm. Um, my mum's side of the family is all from Central Otago, so um, I kind of call Central Otago like yeah my second home. We spent a lot of time there as yep. kids, um, yep. as kid. Uh, so I moved back to Central mm-hmm. and um, been working at uh, Blackridge Vineyard um, as the business manager there. Um, uh, Blackridge is one of the oldest vineyards in Central Otago, yep. so it's got some real good history and some fascinating stories. That's for sure. So what are we talking about then? When when did that um, kick off? If we yeah, so um, 1980. 1980, yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, there's an Invercargill couple, uh, Verdon Burgess and Sue Edwards, and they you know they had no experience in wine. Uh, Verdon was a builder, Sue was a teacher, and they just thought, why not? Yeah, I guess it's you know the late seventies. This kind of all this, um, let's just give it a go. Mm-hmm. So they bought this parcel of land. Um, Which is quite far south, isn't it? It's really far south. So um, Black Ridge Vineyard was for many, many years the southernmost vineyard in the world. Um, There's now some in Argentina and Chile, which are further south. So they've beaten us to that one now. (laughs) Um, But yes, for many years it was. Uh, So it's halfway between Alexander and Clyde. The vineyard is way up in the hills. Um, We're on very steep, rocky slopes. Um, And that's actually good. Vines don't like too much nutrient. So it's nice free-draining soil, not mm. too vigorous, and because it's sloped, you get the most make the most of the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the much. elevation would be up there? It ranges. Mm. Um, we're about the bottom of the vineyards, probably um, because it's a valley, so it's actually not that high above sea level. Um, but it's really, you know, obviously inland, so it's quite mm. continental. Mm. So probably the bottom vines are probably 100 metres above sea level, and then the top of the vineyards about. 50 metres up higher. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And uh, what did they start out growing there? Do you know originally when they... Yeah. So the original plantings are a block of Riesling, a block of Gewurztraminer and a block of Pinot Noir. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they chose them because the climate and the soil is so similar to Alsace in France. Uh, And they thought, well, hey, they make Mm. good wine there. Yeah. Why not in Alexandra? Yeah. So, so that, that would have been obviously one of the early plantings of Pinot Noir then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. back then, am I right in saying it was those white varietals that were grown more? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you think like 80s, um, the biggest 
plantings in New Zealand were um, Molothurgau. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. has obviously been ripped out and <laughs> Sam's been planted and Pinot yeah. Noir. But yes, so back then, yes, it definitely was more white. Yeah. 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 Varietals. And um, they still growing those varietals? Yeah, yeah. those we've still got those blocks. Still got those. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so nice old vines then. Getting older. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. And what's been anything else added along the way? Uh, yep. Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a really unusual white grape called Brydecker, um, oh. which, yeah, it's, I think there's probably only maybe three or four of us in New Zealand growing Brydecker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, again, it's a German, German grape. It's a cross between a number of different grapes. And it's one of those aromatic, really fruity, floral, light-bodied, refreshing-type wines. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we've also got a little block of Cabernet Sauvignon, which no one associates with Central no, Otago. No. Um, so Verdon, who was the original owner, his favourite wine is Cabernet Sauvignon. And he thought, right, well, if I'm going to grow some wine, I'm going to plant something that I love too. And so a little block of Cab Saf. Right. Yeah, good. And yeah. How's, that, how's that come out? Um, we don't make it every year. Right. Yep. Because, okay. I mean, to be honest, it is probably too cold there yep. overall. But in years like this year, just being when baking hot summer, um, mm. makes a perfect cabernet sauvignon. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, very good. So, what's your role now at Blackridge? Yeah, it's kind of like at Timoto, a bit of a general dog's body, to be honest. I mean, my title is business manager. Um, I look after anything and everything from you know, the cellar door, trade sales, export, social media, uh, website development. Um, any shows, any marketing. I'm in the vineyard. Uh, I work with the winemakers in terms of stylistic choices, um, looking at how we're going to use different yeasts and um, uh, different oak treatments, things like that. So a bit of everything. Yeah, great, yeah. great. So nice nice bit of variety and yeah. dabbling in all sorts. Well, it's, I guess that's the great thing about working for a little vineyard is um, you do have that flexibility. Mm. You know, you've kind of be, got to be a bit of a jack of all trades, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose it's nice that, um, you know, having done this study and also had quite a varied, um, uh, you know, background in your work experience and, and roles, you've, you've got a nice breadth of um, capabilities and understandings to, to bring. Mm. Yeah, mm. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's, a, a, probably a blessing and a curse sometimes right, because yeah, uh, yeah. you can I guess, what's that? It's a phrase, isn't it? Like, um, good at everything. Yeah, jack of all trades and yeah. master of none. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, um, yeah, sometimes it's nice if you've got quite a clear focus, isn't it? I mean, is, you know, but there's also a, quite a bit of enjoyment in having that breadth and variation. And Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. actually, I think, what I love about it more than anything else. Um, I love that variety of. You know, one minute you might be out pruning, um, and then the next time up here mm. at yeah. a trade show, yeah. you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. talking to all of the the customers and um, you know, and interacting with um, restaurants and hotels that are uh, stocking our products. So it's mm. a yeah, I do. I love the variety. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And um, so, do, do you have is is there a particular um, wine that you think is a standout for, for Black Ridge that sort of you know personifies yeah range? I do um, two actually mm. uh, one is our Riesling um, we've got old vines now um, so we're seeing this real 
um, depth of character coming through with the wine and it picks up a bit of minerality and this kind of steeliness uh, from the soil and tends to make a Riesling that will change and age beautifully with time. So it's lovely when it's young um, and then it develops that kind of honey and petrol kerosene note with age. Yeah. So I think the Riesling for me is a real standout. Um, and our Chardonnay, um, yeah, it's I love it. It's quite old-worldy. It's not particularly clean. It's quite got a bit of funk to it. Um, yeah, you've got a, a lot of really kind of ripe uh, stone fruit, but then you've got this real nutty character that comes through. Um, and again, it's one that that tends to sell really well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what? what and um, you know, what's the? Um, it, well, you know, maybe you're still sort of trying them, but is is there? What's the longest? Cellar time that you've had on on one of the Chardonnays because it's it's you know is it fair to say that it's not typical of New Zealand Chardonnays to sell a particularly long is it not not like yeah I mean they can they definitely can sell a reasonably well I think mm. it's um, just as a nation we tend to drink our wines yeah. quite young yeah um, I've tried the uh, 2010 Chardonnay and still drinking beautifully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the oldest of the Blackridge. Ones right, that I've yeah, tried, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So that's nice. So good, good eight years on that. Eight years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. cool. And um, so, anything on the anything on the horizon for Blackridge? Is to are you looking at sort of anything different, anything new? Or, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. So um, we're not planting anything more. So the vineyard size is is, is the same. Um, so we've got eight hectares planted. Yep. Um, what we're doing this year, we've got two new two new wines. Um, one is um, uh, it's kind of almost like a prosecco style bubbles using the Brydecker as a base, so it's got oh. that nice kind of like soft florally fruity characteristic. Uh, and the other one, so that'll be on the market this year. And the other one will have to wait a while. So we're doing a um, method traditionnel, so oh. using some Chardonnay and some Pinot Noir as a yeah. um, sparkling base. Right. So yeah, so that one will sit away and, and on its side on and bottle for a number of years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah? It's I can't wait time. already, and yeah. it'll be a you know <laughs> you couple of years down the track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about elsewhere? Have you seen anything that's um, particularly piqued your interest lately? You know, around New Zealand or even offshore? Or yep, yeah. definitely. Um, I'm a huge fan of Albariño. Right. So yeah, yeah Spanish, um, you know, northwestern Spain yeah. uh, variety. Um, I think it's got real potential here in New Zealand. Mm. I'm loving the ones that that people are already making. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping to see. Much more of that planted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's got a good future here. Oh no, I'm with you on that. I think it's, um, yeah, I think we're seeing some really lovely ones coming through, um, and I think it's, it, well, it seems to be something that grows well here, and uh, it's it's a lovely New Zealand summer wine. I think with yeah. New Zealand seafood. Yeah, and, with seafood, mm, mm. it's got kind of that real delicate citrusy floral. It's mm. light body, crisp acid, and it goes beautifully with our seafood. Yeah. Um, and it grows so well here because when you think about like the climate in northern northwestern Spain, mm. it's um, you know near the Atlantic, so we've got high rainfall. It's cooler than the rest of Spain. It's humid. It's very similar to quite a few of the growing regions in New Zealand. So yeah, really well suited. Yeah, yeah, yep. and a bit of an alternative to Sauvignon or Pinot yeah, Gris, which are absolutely sort of the popular ones at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's um, that's great. And so uh, we finish on if you could have. Um, a glass of wine with uh, anyone um, um, who would that be and what wine would you have maybe where where would you want to be for that as well? <laughs> yeah um, 
Well, I, I would love to share a glass of wine with my mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum, unfortunately, passed away when I was a teenager. So she um, hasn't seen what I've done and where I've travelled. And I would love to be able to sit down with her and have a glass of wine and catch up. Yeah. yeah and nice. um, talk to her as an adult. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think my mum was a, uh, had quite a big personality. She was always um, a bit of a joker. She loved having a laugh. And so I think because she has a big personality, we need to be a big wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually think my one of my absolute favourite Chardonnays in the world is um, Clearview Reserve from Hawke's Bay. Yes, yeah. So I would love to sit down with a good vintage of Clearview Reserve Chardonnay with my mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a big wine. A big wine for a big personality. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Very good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, uh, thanks, Narita. Thanks for coming on. It's been great talking with you. Thanks very much for inviting me. It was, yeah, lovely. Yeah, and we're looking forward to those uh, couple of things that are coming out in the next few years from Blackridge. Yep, me too. Yeah, but but, um, plenty from there to enjoy in the meantime. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely come down and see us. Yeah. Um, Yeah, salad will open all the time, so, yeah. Yeah, down south. Down south, yep, between Clyde and Alex. Very good. Oh, well, thanks again. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. We've been speaking with Narita Warden from Black Ridge Vineyard in the central Otago of New Zealand. You can find out more about Black Ridge by going to blackridge.co.nz and also be sure to check out some of the other great New Zealand wine podcasts for stories from others involved in the New Zealand wine industry. And you can also find us on Instagram, NZ Wine Podcast. Be sure to also check out some of the other great podcasts on podcast.nz. So until next time, thanks for listening in. Hey, Kona Mai. Bye for now.